Sometimes, it's easy to blame mysterious events on children. Oh, that lamp moved. Well, that was probably one of the kids. Somebody's upstairs in those locked rooms. Well, maybe it's just kids playing around. There are times where you might hope it was the kids. Hope that they made that mess in the kitchen or threw that plate onto the ground. But there are those special cases when maybe it really was the kids. Other kids. And maybe that's not such a good thing after all. Not all ghost children are out to harm you. Not everyone wants to see you die. Sometimes, sometimes they're trying to warn you, protect you. Either way, if you see one, well, you have more than a few reasons to be afraid. Rain was the only thing to see that day. Rain and blood. The crushed remains of a school bus sitting on the Texas Railroad track near San Juan Mission. The story goes that it was just south of San Antonio and the bus was full of children on their way to school. Ten of them died in all. Ten ghostly pairs of hands. But of course, they didn't stay dead, really. Legend goes that if you park your car over these railroad tracks, even today, and shifts into neutral, the car will roll forwards, pushed out of harm's way. And if you get out and look at your bumper, there will be ten pairs of ghostly hands, children's handprints on your bumper, the same ones that just saved your life. Perhaps you've heard this story one way or another. It's fairly common, after all. The circulation of this ghost story, as well as many others, is either proof that they're real, or proof that we want them to be. Everybody loves a good ghost story, it's been said. Not every ghost story is friendly, though. Not every ghost child is quite so kind and so eager to save. There are times when these children, these ghost children, don't want to save you. They don't want to help. They want to take or kill. At least, that's what we've been told. Ghosts are nothing new. In fact, they're quite old. The English word comes from Old English ghast, which in turn comes from Old Germanic language. While these variations all have different names today in the English language, such as bogey, wraith, revenant, spook, and poltergeist, they all come from different regions of the world with different meanings. Why is that important? It means that ghosts are everywhere. You can deny the stories are true, but you can't deny that the stories are widespread and all across the world. Every country has their own ghosts, and every ghost has their own purpose. Perhaps the most famous child ghost of modern times, if we're being honest, is Casper the Friendly Ghost. Not even kidding. There is a theme of ghosts in this modern age who are kind and helping and friendly, like we saw earlier with the Texas railroad tracks. But every ghost is different, of course. Some children are there to 
help and befriend you. Others want to harm you. Make sense, right? No. That's because these ghosts are often misunderstood in a way that no other creature, not even Bigfoot, can claim. Sometimes they aren't so different from us at all. Take, for instance, Little Morton Hall in England. It's known for the sobbing cries of a child that can be heard each and every night inside those walls. As is often the case, these cries are accompanied by the mysterious appearance of a lady who wanders the hallways and can be seen through windows. It seems like, just as in real life, the child is rarely without the mother. Their stories have been forgotten, lost in history somewhere, but their appearances every night strike the same mystery and fear in every one that sees them. The fear of the unknown is not always right, though. Is this sobbing child sinister? No, probably not. Is he helpless? Yes. We can only guess what happened, why it cries forever and ever, and what happened to the mother that is also trapped within that manner. It seems like crying is a common thing for these ghost children, just as in real life for human ones. One castle in Ireland is said to be haunted by the ghost of a young boy who was killed by the castle owner for misbehaving. It's in children's nature though, isn't it? Ever since then, he has wandered the castle begging for his life. And while other castles in this region hold laughing children or playful ones, this particular structure is full of sadness. Maybe these children aren't to be feared after all. It seems more and more like we are the same as them. We share our hopes, our fears, our cries, our laughter with these ghost children. While some of us live relatively happy lives, others of us are drowning in sorrow and hurt. And it isn't always our fault. Just like the ghosts. Sometimes the terrible deaths the murders, the being thrown off bridges. It wasn't always their fault. Even if they aren't out to hurt you, seeing ghost children is never taken as a good sign by those who believe in them. There are a few reasons for this. The most obvious being that something terrible happened to them. There are countless stories of babies thrown into the river, mothers who lost their child to a terrible, murderous man, and even those unfortunate babies who were killed inside the womb without their mother's consent. There is something unique about these children, the ones that go on to live as ghosts. They seem to possess more power than these adult ghosts. They are special in the way that only kids can be. Perhaps you've seen this in your own life as humans, or in the life of your friends. Everybody knows that children are different, even in their ghostly form. This is obvious. So why is there a stigma attached to them? Why are we so afraid? Well, 
You could blame Hollywood movies, for one. After all, who isn't afraid of those twin girls on The Shining? You could also blame human nature. Children are uncomfortable and oftentimes unplanned for. The conception of human life has always been and will always be mysterious, curious, and sometimes uncomfortable event. Taboo might be the right word to use. No matter how much we know, there will always be a wonder to it. Which leads us to Radiant Boys. Now, it might not sound like the most frightening of names. It sounds more like a TV show about superhero children. But these glowing, naked, frightened, and frightening boys are darker than they seem. Their image is one of the more common when you think of ghost children, one of the most interesting, and also one of the most misunderstood. They are the kind of image that infect our dreams and turn them into nightmares. But these children are more pitiful than scary. In their human lives, they met with a violent and ghastly death, almost all from the hand of their own mother. Remember that crying boy in the manor we talked about? The one with his mother still roaming the hallways? There's been rumors there, rumors that the child is a radiant boy, that his own mother killed him, and now he glows forever and cries. But if those rumors are true, then you definitely don't want to see him. Because there's a reason to be afraid. More than just his appearance, more than just the strange glowing skin, more than a fear of the other world. If you see a radiant boy, you might as well be dead. Two more stories for you in this episode both involving Radiant Boys, and both set around the same time period. First of all, Captain Stewart from the British Isles, and after him, a lord of England named Castlereagh. Let me tell you, I'm getting tired of these hard-to-pronounce names. Our first man, Captain Robert Stewart, had his own encounter on a stormy night when he was out hunting. The elements were too dangerous, and so he took up residence at a nearby country house, which makes sense. There were lots of other guests there, however. All having a rowdy and raucous time, I don't doubt. Butler of the house, being kind, gave him a small closet with blankets. It was all they had to offer, but for the captain, it was enough. There was a fire in the grate in that room, but he left it to die. He didn't want the fire to be awake while he was asleep. He slept on a pile of blankets nearby for a few hours until he was awoken by a bright light like that of a fire. As you can probably guess, it wasn't. There was a shining boy in front of him, dazzling and fully naked. Its skin was childish and smooth. Its features were kind but earnest, and then it was gone. The captain immediately thought that he was being pranked. It was a house full of loud, probably drunk gentlemen in the woods, after all, and all of his guests 
denied it. The house owner said that he too was innocent. And so the captain turned to the butler, who had showed him to the room in the first place. His response was hesitant at first. Well, sir, you know every place was full, so I gave him the boy's room, but I lit a blazing fire to keep him from coming out. The boy, which we now know was a radiant boy, was said to be both a blessing and a curse. It meant great fortune for some many years, and then, at the height of power, a death. The captain laughed it off and left the house that morning, feeling fine. He was healthy, already prosperous, and starting to become a great and influential man in his country. Now, I will admit that I lied when I said there were two stories. There are, technically, two parts to one story, because Captain Robert Stewart became very successful after this, more so than anybody could have predicted. You could almost call him a different man. Three decades later, so long that nobody could even remember that one night in the boys' room, he was a lord, Lord Castlereagh. Chief Secretary of Ireland, and then Secretary of State and Foreign Security for the United Kingdom. There were few people as influential as him, few people as stressed, and few people as mad. The Lord, you see, was afraid of losing his sanity. There were no radiant boys in his mind, no thoughts of that night a long time ago. But one day, when he met with the king, he was said to be off, to be distracted. Three days after that, his paranoia had reached an entirely new level. When he sat down at his desk, Captain Robert Stewart picked up a penknife with a paper spread out before him. This wasn't modern day, though. There was no suicide note written. Instead, he wrote on his throat. Split it, in fact. And Captain Robert Stewart died just as the butler had predicted, at the height of his power. Coincidence? Maybe so. I'll let you be the judge of that. One thing's for sure. This radiant boy, this ghost child, may not have killed the captain. Maybe he was even warning him. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't be afraid. When you hear tornado sirens, you're generally afraid. They signal the coming of a storm, a monster that threatens to rip apart everything you own and everything you've built, a monster that can kill you. In much that same way, these ghost children seem to be sirens. They tell of terrible events to come, a life that will soon change for the worse or end altogether. So do you need to fear them? Should you pity them? The answer depends on what you believe. Whether or not these ghost children are real, there are things in this world that serve to warn us. Symptoms can warn us of a disease. Smoke alarms can warn us of a fire. And perhaps, in their own special way, ghost kids can warn us of death. If you do believe, then 
they should be pitied, because what they've gone through, nobody can say for sure. And if you don't believe, then keep an eye open. Not everything is so easy to explain. Some things are downright impossible. Oh yeah, about our friend Captain Stewart. The place where he died isn't so free of ghosts either. That area is known, especially, for now hosting a mental health care facility. There are, of course, stories. Ghost stories. Captain Stewart was quoted shortly before his death as saying, My mind is, as it were, gone. He wasn't supposed to be left alone by himself. His intense paranoia and mental illness had led him to act suicidal and just seemed out of it. What was he so desperately afraid of? What was the cause of his paranoia? Some say he was being blackmailed. Others say he was being followed. And yet there is a third party of belief, one that centers around a glowing boy. Perhaps in those 30 years, Captain Robert Stewart did see a ghost. Multiple times. After all, what can drive someone to such fear and desperation that they would take their own lives with a penknife at the height of their power? I can think of one reason. Can you? Fear was written and produced by me, David Coomer. The music was found online from a free site called Incompetech that I've quite taken a liking to. It's pretty good. Who would have thought something free could be so perfect for the episode? Just like last time, we have a perfectly named song. This time, Ghost Story. If you're wondering about where I got all this information from, you can head over to davidcoomer.com where you'll find more information about the podcast, including where you can find my research and how you can help support it. If you haven't heard, I also write books, which are available on Amazon if you feel the need to read something more tangible. They're inexpensive, but thrilling, so I hope you enjoy. Please, please, if you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving your review on iTunes. It helps me, helps all the other listeners, and it helps new people to really discover the show. If you have any questions, davidcoomer7 at gmail.com is my email, and you can find tons of stuff over at my website. Really, go check it out. And until I see you next time, leave the lights on.